to the Pope on Film. I am Bunny Williams, and with me is my name is May Lynn. I'm the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, which is an actual thing worth a Google. Welcome to the show. This is episode 438 of the podcast, which means logically that we did 437 episodes before this. Don't do the math or check on it. Everything's fine. Why would we lie? This, this is, is a podcast. Absolutely. Uh, great show this week. We're going to be talking about so much. Uh, Queen Elizabeth, Paddington Bear, Reggie Jackson, Kardashians, uh, New Zealand, Peter Jackson, and uh, I'm going to be talking a lot about a character named Duke Lawson. Duke Lawson, okay. He's the hard-nosed head of security that doesn't that... take crap from anyone. Really Who can't drive 55, that. yes. Yeah. Uh, he, this week's movie is Virus Shark. Uh, I've got a game that we're going to be playing. Yeah. Uh, two games, actually. It, it It's going to be a really fun show. Uh, we had someone come over just now. Uh, Kirsta, or Quista, as she used to be, uh, as her name used to be pronounced by the Littles. And uh, our dog, Mama, is very protective and territorial. And so if someone just comes into the house, she will bark like an SOB, like absolutely freak out. And so we, uh, Quista just came over and we had to put the dog in the cage while Quista's here. And so every once in a while, the uh, mama dog will be in the cage just sort of shuffling around and it sounds like tap dancing. So just to let you know, I have a dog tap dancing in the background. And occasionally trying to sing. Yeah, we, I've got a Shirley Temple dog in the what? background. If anything, it adds to the how, experience. You're welcome. How do how do we actually know this? How what well, what kind of proof is there? How do we know that you did not kidnap a midget and are forcing them, forcing them to tap dance in your kitchen? Well, first off. The first thing that I would do is try and put that uh, uh, little person oh. on a kite yeah. and fly him around Central Park. That's the first thing I would do. It's a shap. It's a great one. You yes. should track it down, everybody who's listening. Yes. The opening monologue is going to be a bit different. Usually I write some big thing or we'll discuss one big news story or a smattering of news stories but this time around we're changing the format a bit i have a real random grab bag of bits and news stories and whatnot so uh, i'll be unpacking these nuggets of segments and we'll just uh, gab a bit about it is that cool with you bunford sure Are you ready? ready okay uh first off let's Pour one out for uh, our homegirl, our dead homegirl, Queen Lizzie. Queen Lizzie. The Lister. I was going to pour a 40 out onto the street, but she was a classy-ass broad, so instead, I poured out some tea. 
Yeah. Just a cup of tea with my pinky up. The original. The classy stuff. The original fucking lizard woman. Right here. Yeah. The Lizzo. Queen Elizabeth, dead at the age of 147. She lived a very long life considering the fact that all British royalty is basically incest. Yes. Fun fact, Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip were actually third cousins. It's called royal intermarriage and it's incest. It's called royal intermarriage or uh, as Dr. Oz calls it, totally fine. Yeah. She has to get herself a Mother's Day card and a birthday card at the same time. It's really yeah. fucking confusing. Yeah. What has been real interesting regarding the Queen's death is it's it's been surprising <laughs> seeing so many people being positive about her death. Because sure, she's dead and it's sad, but also she ruled over a nation responsible for a lot of death and a lot of nations that England stole and also just Princess Diana in general. So it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that she finally died, and now I'm seeing a large amount of conversations about uh, looking back at her life critically. You know, yeah, about her life and her legacy. That's been surprising because so many times, like. Oh, Michael Jackson. Nobody likes Michael Jackson anymore. Who likes Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson's a weirdo. He's a weirdo and he's a creep. And oh, wait, he's dead? Michael Jackson was a genius. I have always loved him. No one say anything bad about him from here on out. And I was yes. worried that would happen about the Queen. But if anything, her death has just allowed people to actually talk about her... Uh, Normally, you know, let me tell you what my favorite reaction was to the death of Queen Elizabeth. Reggie Jackson. Okay, Is yeah, okay. I am glad you brought this up because I know nothing about this. It's just something. Go. Uh, number one, Reggie, uh, famous baseball player Reggie Jackson is still alive. You know you were a famous That was surprise number one, yes. Yeah, surprise number one. You know you were a famous baseball player when even I know who you are. Yes. You know, I don't know baseball. I know uh, Pete Rose. I know Johnny Bench. I know Jose Canseco. I know Don Mattingly. I know Reggie freaking Jackson. He had a candy bar. Yes, he did. Oh, the Reggie. Uh, so he posted on Twitter after Queen Elizabeth's death, See, I told you I didn't do it because he was brainwashed into killing Queen Elizabeth in the naked gun from the fire oh. police squad. Are you fucking kidding me? That's why his name came up? Yes. I, I, it, you don't remember Reggie Jackson at the end? I must kill the queen. I must kill the queen. If I show that to my kids, I bet they love it because that movie is so stupid. Oh, I bet that's like right up an eleven-year-old's alley. Well, it's in the it's in the airplane family. Yeah. What the Zucker brothers? Yep. 
Yep. The Zuckerverse is what they would call it now. The Zuckerverse. The Zuckerverse. Here's here's something that's fun. Okay, I got the get zucked into the Zuckerverse. Nice. Got the yeah. Yeah. Here's here's a weird bit of news. Hmm? Letting the Zucker brothers know to call me. Oh yeah, yeah. Give give Bunny a call. Verbal copyright twenty twenty two, the Pope uh-huh. on Film Podcast. Uh weird bit of Queen Elizabeth is dead news. Basically the the monarchy had to put out a message to the people that uh yes, we know that you're in mourning. It's an it's a a national mo- period of mourning. Like the entire nation is under mourning. Yes. Orders, I guess. Yes. I guess you've got to. Guess you got to boil your mourning. It's a mm-hmm. mourning order. So it, it the whatever the monarchy came out and said, yes, we know you're mourning. We know that you are sad. We're sad too. We have really lost uh, an important person. But we ask you to please stop leaving Paddington Bear dolls and marmalade sandwiches outside of the. Alice. Okay. It's, a Padding- it's a Paddington Bear thing. People are leaving freaking sandwiches outside of Buckingham Palace. That can't be safe. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, like be- they don't have oh, I don't know four people yeah. <laughs> who might yeah, so- really enjoy a marmalade sandwich? No, you're gonna leave it for a dead person. You're gonna leave it for a corpse. At a fucking palace! At a palace, <laughs> yeah. So, uh... The <clears throat> queen is dead. Donald Trump stole a bunch of, um... <clears throat> sensitive information. And that's the only bit of news that has happened over the last couple of weeks. Oh, except for one tiny little thing. Pakistan has been hit with so much rain and flooding that 1,500 plus people are dead, and literally one third of the entire country is underwater. Yes. That is yes. incredibly fucked up, and we're not even really talking about this near apocalyptic event. And that's fucked up. Millions of people are without homes. It's been weeks. People are starving, dying. Climate change is is amping up so badly that that you know this tragedy. Six million plus people are displaced by flooding of biblical proportions, and this sort of thing will just keep happening. But we're not talking about it because oh my goodness, can you believe a one hundred and eighty nine year old woman died? Oh, what a shock! But you you know. You know what ha- what really did happen in Pakistan? No, no. This is all the white man tears because there's a black mermaid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a black mermaid. I've been recasting movies. They left fucking and right. cried so much. A third of Pakistan is underwater. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking of all of I've been trying to think of what movies do white people like that we can remake with minorities just to upset them. That's been a fun game that I've been playing. Well, it, it doesn't even have to be that a movie that they like, though. 
Uh, someone on uh, on my Instagram said uh, an all black weird science, and that would actually be really good. Yeah. Get it. We'll allow the theme song, the Oingo I, Boingo theme song. I got it. I got it. Okay. Uh, I I think I got this. What? It'll it'll have to be completely recast. It will also have to be completely updated. But okay, a birth of a nation. Nice. Birth of a nation with an all black cast. Yeah. Uh, except for the black people. Except for the black people. Yeah. Who weren't cast with black people to begin with, so it's still a step up. Yeah. Uh, Bunny, let's play a game. Okay. I have a game. I have a game. I was going to save this for the end, but we're going to do it now. I think I, this is a really fun I game. Thought of, I thought of a very simple game that I kind of wanted to bring up for when you're going to watch a movie, a few of you, you're going to hang out, you're going to watch a movie and it would be best if it's a blind watch Yeah, for all of you, but going off of the title and the description of the movie, write down, I would say at least five things. That would have to be in that movie. That's good. So just from the title and the description. That would things. So like, so like, okay, now this doesn't quite fit, but like the new Weird Al movie, you know, it's a, it's a mock biopic of a celebrity. So like, what are five things that are going to have to be in that movie? There's going to have to be something about substance abuse. Yeah. There's going to be, there's going to have to be like a bad breakup. There's going to have to be some sort of a tragic event, a car accident or a close friend dying, something like that. And that's it. And then you just watch the movie and whoever gets the most right wins. That would work really well with this week's movie, the film Virus Shark. It was directed by a man named named Mark Polonia, and he just he just cranks out films. Here are some titles. We're going to we're going to talk about s- some of the crazier titles late in the second half of the podcast, but uh let's see. Uh Sister Krampus. Okay. Camp Murder. Return to Splatter Farm, Bride of the Werewolf, Alien Surveillance. I mean, with titles like that, you can basically already write half of the film. Yes. You know, with just the title, The Amityville Exorcism. Oh, man, 70% of that movie is already written with just the title alone. Yes. Jurassic Prey. Oh man. That that whole movie just wrote itself. So I think that with this guy's movie specifically, this one's called Forest Primeval. Oh yeah, you can absolutely 
come up with like four or five things that happen in that movie. Yes. Absolutely. That would be fun. Okay, Bunny, we're going to play I, a game. I was, thinking, I was thinking of recommending this movie as a pity watch. You know, like, like yeah. it's not good. It's not so bad it's good. It's just bad. You're going to have a bad time if you watch it. You know, but they tried. So give it a pity watch. But I don't know. I think I got to take that back now if the guy is just cranking out shit after shit. He is cranking out shit after shit. I love this movie. I am really going to defend this film. Yeah. Okay. In fact, we are going to have like a special tribute to actor Ken Van Sant, who who played hard-nosed head of security Duke Lawson. Yes. In this week's film, Virus Shark. Uh, so I'm really going to be coming <clears throat> to this is this is one of those films by one of those directors where if I found out I live ne- near this guy, I'd be begging to be in a film. Yes. OK, that's one. that's one of those directors. If I found out that I lived in Pennsylvania, like near Mark Polonia, I'd be like, what movie are you making? I'll do it for free. Please just let me be in your bizarre film, you know? Yeah. So, okay. This is the game we're going to play. I'm going to name a Kardashian, and Bunny, you, right off the top of your head, you tell me about them. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I have enough drugs in me yet, but let's, let's give it a try. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So, I've got a, I've got a, bunch of names of different Kardashians. So so you just tell me about them, okay? Okay. You ready? All right. Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. Uh actually a secret agent in Masada. Uh so she is a Jewish Secret Service. Uh nice. she has recently toppled the Jacqueline Smith collection at JC Ooh, okay. Yeah. Good. Kylie Kardashian. Kardashian? Kylie Jenner? Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner is a... As a hobby, not... She very much enjoys strip skydiving. Okay. Uh, so as she is skydiving, she is taking off her clothes to the uh, sexual healing um, until she finally reaches the ground. Uh, that's all I know about her offhand. I wonder if it would be possible. I imagine with the right amount of money, anything is possible, but I wonder if it would be possible to be the first person to do karaoke and skydiving at the same time. You jump with a speaker, some sort of a Bluetooth microphone. Yeah. Would that be possible? I'm pretty sure that would be possible. That would be but what possible. What if I have a microphone? Not... What if I have a microphone? And there's like a cone, like a dog cone on it, 
and I'm like yelling into the microphone while I'm falling. Think of the velocity at which you're falling. If you had something on your face like that, it has to be super secure, like an astronaut helmet or some shit, so that you can be able to be heard because the wind going by, doesn't matter where the microphone's at, you're not going to be able to be heard. Yeah, but here's, but here's the thing. Music, lay the track over after. But then you say like, oh, but if you have an astronaut suit. So basically, we're both right in the sense that if you had Elon Musk money, you could make this happen. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. This could happen. Cat, I swear. Well, well but, but now we're getting in the, into the whole philosophical, like, if no one can hear you, are you really doing karaoke? Well, you'd have or, to have someone fall the, at the same time as you filming you. Well, yeah, that's easily arranged, of course. Yeah. But and then, like, another person drinking a beer. While falling. And your yeah. your song selection would really be important, and it would have to be calculated against your rate of fall. Um, it's raining, man. Free falling? Free falling, yeah. You are not going to want to be singing Freebird for this one. No, <laughs> no. Okay? No. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you have the suit, and you had the microphone inside of the helmet and a speaker, then that could be possible. Yeah, it is possible. Yeah, like you, you have like a suit on. And maybe yeah, like one like of those like wireless, it, one of those wireless microphones inside of the suit. Like Madonna. Yeah, while you're falling. Yeah, it, it is It is possible. Bitch. Yeah, you can Tony Stark this bitch. Tony Stark this bitch. You don't even need a microphone. You just yeah. talk to your suit. Yeah, you got this. Okay, uh, Rob Kardashian. Rob Kardashian. Is uh, a a lion tamer with okay. he is a lion tamer at a very small Bangladesh petting zoo. I did hear that about him. Yes, yes, I read that in an Us magazine. And uh, even though the lions that he is taming are very very small. Mm. He's still not very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rob Kardashian, not really good at much. Jim Boy Kardashian. Jim Boy Kardashian. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. Rob Kardashian, not really good at much. Jim Boy. Sorry, I had a technical moment that. there. It's okay. Uh, Jim Boy Kardashian. Yes. Jim Boy Kardashian collects exotic, collects and races exotic snails. Yeah, a lot of people know that. He's got a big following they, amongst the snail racing community. They will often be hand-painted and trained for speed and can race up to three inches a minute. See, the thing is, is that I have kids, young ones and older ones, and so I have been forced to see the DreamWorks movie Turbo a number older of times. And, and so I'm not sure if you realize that you're basically describing the plot of the DreamWorks movie Turbo, but that's a wonderful film. 
really is good and I like it. You haven't really lived until you've heard Samuel Jackson as a snail. Yeah. So just FYI. If snails pay bills. Yeah. Love that movie. Okay. Snake Kardashian. Snake Kardashian. Yeah. Okay. Snake Kardashian just doesn't actually exist. He was just made up. Okay. Okay. Hold on, Bunny. In the beginning, when I said we had a game, I'm going to name a Kardashian. I never said they were real. Right. So a lot of these are, are what scientists call hypothetical Kardashians. Basically, basically, if the name ends in Kardashian and does not start with some kind of a K, I have no idea who they are. All of these start with a K, but they're silent. So they could be real. They could not be real. I am just saying, literally, Snake Kardashian, professionally, is not real. That's okay, what but, he does for a living. He does not exist. Professionally. But he's, the, but he's the person that you call if you need something done. And he shows up and he's got like a jean jacket on and an eye patch. And he lights his cigar by like striking the match on his beard. Shh. Yeah. That's the, the, snake. The one thing that you say frequently to snake kardashian is hey get away from the mach 5 nice yeah i like that oh frankie two times kardashian frankie two times kardashian yeah frankie two times kardashian yeah <laughs> okay ivan kardashian ivan kardashian okay ivan kardashian uh, has a thriving input export store. Yeah. Uh, Olive oil. Specializing in pogs. Pogs nice. from all over the world. Yeah. But pogs all over the world. But he is much more of a specialist in that. All of the pogs Okay, all of the representations on the pogs are ALF. All of them. Nice. They are ALF. ALF. So, so you can see the Sudanese version of ALF in the traditional Sudanese style of pog. Fun fact, in Japan, uh, the name that they gave alf tra- roughly translates into american big nose happy alien good time oh Which i think is a much better name than alf what about sister bridget kardashian sister bridget kardashian is the first scientologist nun a nunentologist yes I like that. A nun in yes. college. 
instead of the habit, they make her dress up as a giant blueberry. (laughs) They make her dress up like various uh, Tom Cruise characters. Yes. So it's like... uh, like one sister dresses up like minority report she has unfortunately and i hate to bring the bad news she has unfortunately recently passed away when she tried to impersonate tom cruise impersonating austin powers and it caused her to explode 10 minute warning Ooh. okay uh jose Jose Kardashian. Jose Kardashian uh, is in the... He hasn't done as well as the other Kardashians. He's running a fairly successful gap in the Plymouth Mall. Nice. You know, I mean, he's making a... Look, his family's fed. Okay, they're happy. They love him. He's got a dog. He didn't do as well as the other Kardashians, but you know, he's trying. Fuck it. You know, I mean, he yeah. is the manager of the gap. Yeah. You know, he's coping soon. Maybe he'll be able to transition to Banana Republic. Yeah, give him you a know. chance. Yeah. Osama bin Kardashian. Osama bin Kardashian. Um, he is the sitar player for the Beatles cover band We Are Well Over 65. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Chloe. Chloe. Possibly a real Kardashian, depending on the spelling. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chloe is professionally an annoying twat. Nice. Nice. Uh, So if you, she has cards, you could visit her, her website. In fact, you could even use the Pope on Film promo code POP. P-O-P-E, okay? For 10% off, you would be able to hire Khloe Kardashian, and she will come by wherever you are, whatever social function it is, and just be a twat. That's a burgeoning field. I I think it's the next step up from Instagram influencer, TikTok influencer. Yeah. Uh, it's just in professional twat. This next bit might be vaguely offensive, but I am a trans woman, so I can get away with this. It's got to be really difficult being trans and being from New York City. <laughs> you okay. know, because because like you're walking around, hey. I'm transitioning here. True. True. Hey, Paulie, I'm going to get me that surgery. Remove my gabagoo. Yeah. I may have written that one while I was high. 
Hey, I want to talk about the movie Pearl for a second before we get cut off. I haven't heard of this. What is this? It came out this weekend. I'm going to see it tomorrow, and I'm super excited. Okay. Because, what, in February or March? I think it was March. They released the horror movie X. Yes. And I really dug it. It was basically someone said, hey, what if we do the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but the young people who get murdered are making a poor? And it, like, it's a really simple, not original idea. But that doesn't mean it's a bad movie because the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was fucking awesome. And so this is a really good movie. And I really dug it and I really liked it. Well, it's so anyway. It's also one of those movies like, why did it take this fucking long? Yes. For anyone to think about it. Exactly. So, uh, Pearl just came out into theaters. I got tickets to go see it tomorrow. I'm super excited. It's a prequel to a movie that came out six months ago. And they're already working on the third. This is basically A24's high-class slasher movie franchise. Okay, it is an A24? Yeah, it's an A24. So, so yeah, it came out this weekend, and I'm super excited to go see it. A, a prequel to a movie that just came out. Yeah. And... I, I'm I'm just really happy that this movie is already coming out. You know, it's like it's like when it's like when you saw Back to the Future two and it ended with a preview for Back to the Future three. Yes. Yes. You have four minutes and thirty five seconds. Thirty three. Hallway. I was folding laundry and putting yes. it to the cabinet. Here. You turned into John Mulaney. I turned into John Mulaney when you were talking to Bunny. Well, I'm okay saying this. I am I I am a bit high right now. So uh But you did turn into John Mulaney when you were explaining How that. dare you? How yeah. dare you? I, I have I have been I have been uh I'm also a bit high right now. You're also a bit high right now. Okay, awesome. There you go, boom. Uh so yeah. And then of course the biggest news that happened, bigger even than Queen Elizabeth dying. They're going to they're working on a second Nicole Kidman AMC commercial. What? Huge news. What's this? Nicole Kidman, she does a commercial for AMC theaters that plays before every AMC movie that you go see. <coughs> this is this is more of a big deal for me because I see one to three <coughs> movies a week at yes. AMC theaters. But uh you know, it's like Nicole Kidman says, we come to this place for magic. We come to AMC theaters to laugh, to cry, to care, because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when the lights begin to dim and we go somewhere. Eleanor, you drop the camera. That was adorable. Anyway, uh, I've got the entire script for okay. the Nicole Kidman commercial <coughs> on my phone. Uh, somehow, hard. Heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Yeah. So they're making a sequel. I'm really excited about that. This this commercial is kind of a cult hit among people who go to AMC theaters a lot. You can buy. There is a shit ton of somehow Heartbreak feels good in a place like this merchandise on Amazon. 
I want to get a shirt that says it so that when I go into the AMC theaters, all the employees know to avoid me. Yes. <laughs> so uh, that's about it for the monologue. I actually had a big chunk of this monologue where I was going to talk about AEW imploding. There's no time. There's no time. Nope. Because we're going to be taking a short break. Just a very short break because our free Zoom call is about to end. <laughs> there was a lot of time for explaining. <laughs> so when we come back, we're going to be doing our history segment, Steve's historical approximations. And for all of you nerds, we will be talking about the Lord of the Rings. And Strange New World sucked and Sandman, really big disappointment. I didn't see Sandman. Uh, what was oh Stranger Things sucked? No, Strange New Stranger Things itself was not that great either. <laughs> but what, so what did, did you, you say? What, what did you say what, about what Sandman? The... Strange New Worlds. No, 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 no. Oh, what did you say about Sandman though? It was a big disappointment. Was it? I haven't watched it. I haven't watched the, it. Either. So, so we're going to talk about this after the break. <laughs> uh, maybe at the end of the podcast, but oh. it's a short break. To get back on Zoom so that we can continue the show. No, no, I know, but we're not. Are we going to talk about this now? Maybe at some point. I'll, I want to know Buddy's opinion. That's all. I'll I'll pencil it in during our uh, tribute to actor Ken Van Sant, aka Duke Lawson. Okay. So okay. we'll That's pause it. our. Uh, yeah. So there you go. I told the director of uh, Virus Shark about this podcast. So hey, if you're watching. Mark Polonia, I'm a huge fan. I can't speak for Bonnie, but I'm a huge fan. So we're going to take a short break, and we will be right back with some education. Open your minds, people. Open your minds. And your legs. No. <laughs> okay, just the minds. Open them. We will be right back with more easy listening here on KBB. And there was certified frustration free packaging. Hmm. Not, not frustrating. That's good. I guess I just pull here and, uh, Damn it. Damn it. Damn it.
And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Hi! Yes? Oh. If you're like me, you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film. I mean, who isn't? It's sweeping the nation. But but only true fans, real hardcore fans who have been with us since day one. Ride or die fans of The Pope on Film podcast. They would know the two basic facts about the both of us. Two undeniably real, really real, and in no way made up on the spot facts about the both of us. America's hottest will they or won't they couple since Sam and Diane has there was the last time there has been a couple this on fire since Bunny and May Lynn. Uh, the first fact, which is about you, Bunny, is the fact that when you're not doing the podcast, you are a celebrated couples therapist. So tell us, Bunny, how do you save a relationship? Give our listeners some of your sage relationship advice. I... There are so many different techniques, you know, Freud and Jung and, you know, a, a whole a whole history of therapeutic practices. Uh, but I really feel I am much more of a traditionalist where I like to use torture and blackmail nice. to keep a couple together, you know? Nice. Uh, I will usually you do this by um, lulling them into a false sense of security, you know, to where I am a, a, a trusted part of their life, okay? Mm-hmm. And then I slowly work to convince them that as a couple, they need to murder a homeless person, okay? And then I use that to hang over their heads to keep them in the relationship together. You know, so that is that. And I have a very high success rate. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, it's it's pretty amazing. These people stay together and they keep their fucking mouth shut. Mm zip it uh-huh. and the second fact that you would know about me is that i'm a lover of history i love it but i'm also a storyteller and so this is the part of the show where we take a story from the history books maybe one that people don't know that well and reword it via my own special unique storytelling razzmatazz i see that wow uh, oh, you totally made me. Sorry, I lost you, my spot. You threw off my groove. <laughs> uh, yeah, via my own unique storytelling style. So that's what this is another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Approximations. Dun, 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 dun. Or Shap, as I like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wants me to or not. Now, personally, I like the name Shap, 
despite the fact that I don't really go by Steve anymore, I go by Maylin, but Maylin's historical approximations, Millhap? That sounds horrible. Absolutely horrible. F luck. Yeah. So it's still got to be Shap. Anywho, this week on the old Shappity Shap Shap, we will be discussing the one and only Mr. Peter Jackson and how one trilogy of films of his made the New Zealand film industry, put it on the map, made it recognized worldwide. And how okay. another trilogy of films of his absolutely fucking killed the New Zealand film industry. Okay. He built it up, and then he destroyed it. Hooray! Peter Jackson was both a, a blessing and a curse to his home country of you, not Australia. Do you think it was the plan all along? No. No. I think I think, you know, if I had to put a cap on this whole story at the end of the podcast, but I do it now instead of then, I would probably just say, uh, motherfucker got burnt out. Yeah. And just sort of lost control of everything. That that's basically the problem. Because if it was a plan, that is some serious mad villain energy Next going on there. level shit, yeah. You know, like... That, that's, um, I will give them what they don't know that they want. Yeah. Then I'll that's take some, it away. That's some Doctor Doom shit. So, let's talk about the career of Peter Jackson. Fun fact, his actual name is Michael Peter Jackson Jr., but he goes by his middle name of Peter so that people don't confuse him with the singer. Isn't that crazy? Okay. Just kidding, it's total bullshit, but uh his his full name is Sir Peter Robert Jackson. He was knighted by Queen Elizabeth because, and this is true, she fucking loved Meet the Feebles. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth was a huge fan. In fact, <coughs> the history books show that the moment that uh, uh, Princess Diana died. Queen Elizabeth was on her throne, watching the sodomy song over and over again. <laughs> so she was just a well, big fan of that one song. He is one of the one of the handful of directors that that when you heard they were doing something, you were like, "What?" That guy? Yeah. Now, most likely, most people, most likely you and I knew who Peter Jackson was yep. well before Lord of the Rings, where most people didn't. But when it was announced that he was doing Lord of the Rings, it was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. That guy? Yeah. Seriously? Hey. And it was like the same reaction I had when I heard Sam Raimi was doing Spider-Man. I was just about to say that. I was I okay, okay. So the tree rape guy, yeah, is doing Spider-Man. Yeah, you Fucking you gave weird. him. You just gave him. 
big, big fucking sacks of money. Yeah, yeah. To make to make Spider a blockbuster movie. Yeah. And you gave it to the Evil Dead guy. I I recently, when I say recently, I mean sometime within the past year. I recently saw the first Spider-Man movie again with my high schooler. Yeah. And it just hits differently this side of of the of the pandemic. Just just Peter Parker's creep in this movie. Ah, there she is. Mary Jane Watson. The girl next door. I've had a crush on her since I was six. I stare at her from my bedroom window. I love her, despite the fact not talking to her ever. I still remember when she was in the class play when she was in third grade. I'm obsessed with her. I go through her trash. One day she will be mine, even if I have to kill her and wear her skin. (laughs) It's like, fuck, Peter Parker. Chill out. Yes, yeah, so so talking about the career of, of old Petey Jacks here always blows my freaking mind because how the hell does someone go from I kick arse for the Lord and the sodomy song to three-time Academy Award winner, including Best Director? How do you pull that off? The freaking mystery is what it is. I don't. I, well, it, it, well, but he did do a... You know, he did do a couple of pieces that were a bit more mainstream, like the Frighteners and uh, Frighteners. Oh, Heavenly Creatures. That was like, uh, no O, drop the O, like the Facebook. But Heavenly Creatures, freaking love that movie. Freaking love that movie. I was obsessed with that movie. Yeah. The uh, the woman who plays the. It's based on a 100% true story, and the Kate Winslet character grew up to be a very successful mystery author. Really? Yeah, when I worked at the bookstore, uh, I looked up the movie Heavenly Creatures on our Bookmaster computer system to see what it said about the movie, and it said there in the description that, like, oh, yes, uh, uh, one of the characters of the film grew up to become writer Patricia Cornwell. And it's like, holy shit, we've got like 40 of her books over in the mystery section. She killed her mom? (laughs) What the fuck? No wonder she's a good mystery writer. It's like... Write what you know. (laughs) It's like, like, fuck, somebody get OJ uh, MS office. Somebody make sure that O.J. Simpson has MS Word. He's going to be the next freaking uh, mystery writer over here. However the hell you do it, he did it. His Lord of the Rings trilogy is downright astounding, and the blockbuster success of those films marked a change in society as a whole. Excuse me for sounding old, but I remember when only nerds knew who Clint Barton was. Yes. 
I remember when this many people, and for those of you listening on SoundCloud or or whatever, I'm 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 crushing your head, crash crash. Uh, I remember when so few people knew who Jennifer freaking Walters was. Yes. I remember when only nerds wore Punisher t-shirts. I remember when only nerds cared about the music of Weird Al Yankovic. Yes. I remember when only nerds knew the names of Star Wars characters. I remember when only Dungeons and Dragon geeks, bookstore employees, and librarians knew the name J.R.R.R.R. Tolkien. Yes. I remember when the only people who cared about the Joker were nerds. Uh Uh-huh. I remember when uh, discussions of the Joker led to saying the phrase, oh, man, no one will ever be a better Joker than Jack Nicholson. And I never liked his Joker. The first Batman movie, like, I like it, and I think it's very visually pleasing. I never thought it was, like, the greatest movie in the world, and I didn't think Jack Nicholson did such a great fucking Joker. Jack Nicholson is just being Jack Nicholson. It's like when you see the movie Aladdin. Yeah. Because Robin Williams isn't the genie. Robin Williams is just Robin Williams. Yes. That's the magic of Kevin Hart. He should be given an Oscar because in every single solitary movie he has ever been in and will ever be in, he's just Kevin Hart. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, Jeremy Irons can become all of these characters, but you know what's even harder than that? Being yourself in 40 movies. Yeah. Now that's near impossible. I mean, Robin Williams was Popeye. Yes. He was Popeye. He wasn't Robin Williams in Popeye. Kevin Hart is Kevin Hart in every Kevin Hart movie. Get that man a special Oscar. I I still want to see Tarantino's Popeye. Fucking hell yeah. I want to I wanna see Tarantino playing Popeye. Yeah, yeah. I'd be down with that. I think he <laughs> would make a great Popeye. All he would have to do is squint up an eye a little. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was, I was going to do a Popeye impersonation. I'm like, I, I, once I started, I realized how woefully unqualified I was. Yeah, so this is how I think Peter Jackson became such a celebrated uh, filmmaker. That it was a slow (laughs) rise of him making more popular things. And yeah, The Frighteners was like a big deal when it came out. But also, I think that for decades, people in Hollywood said, the Lord of the Rings series, nigh unfilmable. You cannot turn it into a movie. No one can. Only an absolute batshit crazy son of a bitch could turn those books into a watchable film. And Petey Jack said, well, I'm a batshit crazy son of a bitch. Here, 
Hold my beer. Hold my New Zealand beer. Yes. And because I'm a professional, here's where I binged New Zealand beers. So Peter Jack said, here, hold my Tui. Okay. That's a New Zealand beer, just in case you're not from. Hold my Wanaka treble cone. That's a New Zealand beer. Okay. Hold my Emerson's book binder. Hold my Max Cider. Hold my Max Gold. Hold my DB Bitter. Okay, I've got one more. Hold my Epic Lager. Okay. okay now I'm done. Now I'm done. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Hold my Moa. My Lion Nathaniel Stein Lager. Hold my Stein Lager Pure. Hold my Monteith Black. Hold my Yeasty Boys. Eleanor, you keep knocking this camera. Can you sit? Somewhere else. People were staring at my lady boobs this whole time. We Stop can knocking this camera down. It's okay. not. It's not too late to send her, to sell her to the gypsies. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be like '80s parents. Eleanor, I need you to sit somewhere else, or else you're going to. Uh, what was it? Military school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bringing back military school is yeah. a threat. So everybody said only a crazy son of a bitch could turn the Lord of the Rings books into a series. And uh, <laughs> uh, P.D. Jack said, hold my lion Nathan Spites old dark. <laughs> I'm going to go make Lord of the Rings. So I need you to hold my lion Nathan my lion Nathan spites old dark. Don't want anyone to take my lion Nathan spites old dark. Because I think it's really funny to spend a large amount of time mentioning beers that only New Zealand people have heard of. That's my humor. I find this <laughs> hilarious. So finally, there's a director that's crazy enough to turn the Lord of the Rings series into a trilogy of movies. It was a massive hill. It was a massively uphill battle, and it wrecked P.D. Jacks physically, mentally, emotionally. At one point, the studio was strong-arming him to kill off one of the main hobbits. Yeah. And it's like, you should kill off a hobbit. And it's like, but none of them die. Why? Because it's exciting and also it's a trilogy, so you should kill somebody. One of them should die in a very heroic fashion. Right now, all of the actors who are in Stranger Things are being interviewed, being like, hey, maybe Robin could die. And well, it's like, no, Steve Harrington, I should die. No, I want to die. Like all of them want to be the the one who sacrifices. Themselves. I I I'm sorry though. I want I want to see this alternate for. I have always wanted to see Mary cut a bitch. Nice. Okay. You know. Yeah. Just and I. And was it you who had the idea to do a Stranger Things spinoff where it's just Steve and Robin doing various jobs? Was that you who had that idea on the podcast? I don't know. I know it sounds familiar, but I don't know if it came from me. 
Okay, well, either way, it's a great idea. It could have, maybe not. How good of an idea? Let's go that way. If you think it's a really great idea, like a fucking phenomenal, awesome, totally me. Yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah, it was your idea. <laughs> so, so they're bang- so they're trying to strong on strong arm Peter Jackson into killing one of the hobbits, and he's like, no, because it's not in the books. He, like he refused, and so the studios tried to fire him. In fact, in an in a interview with the Hollywood Reporter, Petey Jack said that it was so it, like he seriously considered getting hypnotism to forget that he made the movies in the first place. Okay. That's true. So the Lord of the Rings series made like 3.4 kajillion dollars and it made Oscar gold. And it really put New Zealand on the map in terms of movie making. Peter Jackson revitalized the New Zealand film industry. Let's put a pin on that because that's important. Yeah. And so obviously studios were knock, knock, knocking on Jackson's door wanting him to do more films. So they're like, hey, uh, let's do The Hobbit. And Petey Jackson's all, hey, fucking no. Yeah. So the studios are like, huh. Crap, without P.D. Jax's name attached to this, I don't know if this will be successful. I don't think <clears> that we can go ahead with like a Hobbit movie without Peter Jackson. How can we trick him into directing this film? Hmm, I've got an idea. Clears throat in parentheses. Well, it's a good thing Peter Jackson isn't directing this Hobbit movie, because that means we don't have to make this movie in New Zealand. Let's shop this film around. Maybe Ireland would like well, to they, film a but, Hobbit movie. Or Scotland! But they already just finished, like, fucking him over for the money he was owed from Lord yep. of the Rings. And then as soon as that they get to... I, I, come on, that's a slap in the fucking face. Don't it you is. think? Don't you think? It that's is. like, and that's, then like he, that's like the girl who breaks up with you, calls you the next weekend because she's lonely and wants to go go to a movie. Yeah, it's not and a then, date. It's not a date. She's gonna be cruising guys the whole fucking time. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and then. They used New Zealand basically as bait to try and trick Peter Jackson into being in the, into directing this film. It's like, oh yeah, I, uh, if Peter Jackson doesn't want to do this, I guess we're going to Scotland. I guess New Zealand doesn't get all of this money and jobs. Yeah. I guess Ireland is going to be Middle Earth now. And Peter Jackson's like, fucking fine. If it means another. Uh, series. If another, if it means Hollywood spends like you know more millions of dollars on my beloved New Zealand, I guess I'll make this stupid Hobbit movie. And so Petey Jax is reluctantly making the Hobbit. It almost killed him. He was so stressed out of like the I don't know six eight years that it took for him to make the first trilogy, and now he's making this other film, and he's he was already screwed over so much from the first series of movies. And now he's making this other one and it's even more stressed out than the last one. He got an acute 
perforated ulcer from stress, had to have surgery, and was bedridden for a good portion of The Hobbit. And okay. a lot of a lot of the stress was from the fact that it was so hard making The Lord of the Rings and fighting with a single studio. And now with The Hobbit, a crap ton of different studios have their hand in the pot. There's New Line and MGM and Warner Brothers and uh, uh, too many cooks, too many cooks, too many cooks, too many cooks. So there's like five different studios that are putting out money for The Hobbit. And the studio saw dollar signs that blinded them to a lot of quality. Hey, let's make it a trilogy. Okay, but The Hobbit is a short kid's book. It doesn't matter. Make it happen. It's three movies now. And so that's why The Hobbit trilogy is uh, padding the movie. Yeah. Because the original book is like a kid's book. We had it in the children's department of the bookstore. You can read it in like a day or two so how do you make three movies from yeah. this tiny kids book that's I... why oh we need to cross this river oh no we're 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 going down the river rapids in a barrel oh no the barrel broke and now i'm falling into another barrel and, and now this is a 15 to 20 minute action sequence yeah because the plot is about this long I we 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 saw the first Hobbit movie in the theaters, and like mm. I have no recollection of this movie, and even though they... like I am I am very intimate with the plot because like I I loved like that was my original trilogy. It would be the Rankin Bass Hobbit, the Ralph Bashke Lord of the Rings, followed up by the Rankin Bass Return of the King. <laughs> nice, yeah. You know, so like, I know the story of the Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, I have no recollection. Like, I, I can't even picture a scene in my head from that fucking movie. And then they into, and then they introduce in the beginning, like, oh, here's your Chicago Bulls. Here's your here's your Hobbit team. And then like, okay, inside of a uh, of Bilbo's hovel. In walk thirty different hobbits, each one with a impossible to remember name, and each one you will absolutely forget. Yeah, five minutes after watching this film. So, but here's how. Okay, so here's the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, it revitalizes the New Zealand film industry. Here's how the Hobbit killed the New Zealand film industry. <coughs> yeah. The laws concerning actors and royalties, residuals, the laws are different in New Zealand than they are in the United States. So, if you're an American and you go to New Zealand to make this film, so you're an Elijah Wood or a Sean Astin, okay, you finished the movie, you got paid for the movie, and now here you go, you get royalties, you get residuals. You get a cut of the money from Lord of the Rings from now until Doomsday Day. It might not be the biggest check in the world. I remember seeing uh, uh, the, the VH1 behind the music of Weird Al Yankovic 
Yeah. And they interview e- comedian Emo Phillips. And he holds up one of the residual checks that he just got for being in the movie UHF. And he yeah. shows it. And it's three cents. <laughs> So it's like, okay, so if you're like a Sean Astin and you're in uh, the Lord of the Rings, okay, you got paid and now you'll get royalty checks from here until infinity. They might not be the biggest royalty checks, but you get residuals. But if you're a New Zealander and you're in Lord of the Rings, so like a Carl Urban from The Boys or a Brett McKenzie, you ain't getting shit. All the New Zealand, the local New Zealand actors do not, will not get residuals from the Lord of the Rings. It's the law in New Zealand for actors. Hey, you want another check? You already got paid, mate. So, and now you want to get paid again? <laughs> so, you made the movie. Second, now you Second make payment? It again? You've never heard of second payment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so our boy Petey Jacks is all, well, that shit's not fair to all of my New Zealand actors. This time around with the Hobbit trilogy, I'm going to change all that. So right before the camera started rolling on the Hobbit, the New Zealand Actors Equity Union went on strike. A New Zealand actors strike. All of us actors. There is a no acting clause. No actors are going to work. Uh, to ensure better conditions for New Zealand actors during the Hobbit trilogy, all of the New Zealand actors went on strike. And Peter Jackson is all, yes, haha. And then a warning. Because of me and the Hobbit trilogy, now all New Zealand actors will be treated fairly from here on out. And it's all thanks to me. I don't see this blowing up in my face at all. Peter Jackson! Forever a hero to the New Zealand film industry. So the New Zealand the New Zealand actors are all on strike. We want to be treated fairly is is all we want. But all the studios who are still blind with dollar signs, the studios push back. Oh geez, Rick. We're just a bunch of Hollywood studios that wanted to give a bunch of New Zealanders jobs. And now we can't give New Zealanders jobs because of these arrogant actors who will all starve to death. Look at all of these set builders and makeup actors who, uh, and I don't know, gaffers, who are now going to starve. Why? Because these arrogant New Zealand actors want more money. For shame, I say! <laughs> And this smear campaign worked. And New Zealanders were all like, yeah, it's, that's not fair to all the non-actors. To all the makeup people, catering, the set builders. Someone should do something about this. So Warner Brothers sends lawyers and PR people. And the, the studios behind The Hobbit threatened to film The Hobbit elsewhere unless the strike stopped. Enter... New Zealand Prime Minister John Key. He was the New Zealand Prime Minister at the time. This motherfucker was the head of global foreign exchange for Merrill fucking Lynch. 
During his time as the as the head of Merrill Lynch, he was known as the smiling assassin for cheerfully, heartlessly firing hundreds of people for budget cuts while earning millions of dollars a year. So this prime minister is a real asset, okay? He's rich, a one-percenter, corporation-friendly, fiscal conservative, pro-free market, anti-worker, cock-goblin fuckface. <laughs> he passes a law. It's still in the books. It is known as the Hobbit Law. So now, in New Zealand, because of the Hobbit movies, and thanks to former Prime Minister John Key, the definition of an employee in New Zealand legally excludes anyone working in the film industry. Okay. Meaning all New Zealand <coughs> actors are now independent effing contractors. Okay. Which means they it, it, New Zealand actors don't have uh, any like job security, uh, and also they legally cannot unionize anymore. Okay, but isn't that kind of like how it is though? I mean, aren't they? I mean, they're unionized certainly, but I mean, I'm talking about Hollywood. I mean, well, well, in Hollywood, they <coughs> basically independent contractors. Well, uh, they're employees, and they do have some rights, and they go on strike all the time. It is illegal for New Zealand actors to go on strike now because of Peter Jackson and The Hobbit. Really? Yeah. New Zealand actors have less protections now because Peter Jackson made The Hobbit trilogy. You saved the New Zealand film industry, and then a few years later, you fucking killed it. And here is the icing on top of this shit burger, Bunny. Okay. The first season of The Lord of the Rings, The Ring of Power, the world's most expensive TV show, yada, yada, yada. They filmed the first season in New Zealand, and now all future seasons are being filmed in fucking Scotland. Ooh. This is really fucked up. The Lord of the Rings saved New Zealand film, and then Peter Jackson's Hobbit trilogy killed it. Yeah. It kind of makes sense because The Lord of the Rings is this amazing trilogy, and then there's The Hobbit. So yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, it makes sense that The Hobbit would be the one that destroys the New Zealand film industry. But it is fucked up for New Zealand actors. And that's because of... Uh, it, because of Peter Jackson. That's fucked up. That is very fucked up. And I know I say this during the end of almost every shab in existence, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, I'm surprised that more people don't know about this. No, that actually came as a surprise to me. I thought I thought the Lord of the Rings movie, not the, the Hobbit movies were, well, just a flop. I didn't think anything more about it. Yeah. But but the Hobbit trilogy had a massive effect on the entirety of New Zealand. And I thought this was a very topical shap due to the Amazon television show that I have no interest in watching. 
at all. I, that, I'm just not... That kind of fantasy is like... I feel like... Lord of the Rings like did it for me for that kind of fantasy, and I don't really need much more of it. See... So I don't need Game of Thrones. I don't need that. Although I do have Amazon Prime anyway, so I did try the first episode. I thought it was slow. I also have Amazon Prime. I watched all five seasons of Kids in the Hall. Kids in the Hall Brain Candy. The Kids in the Hall documentary. Same guys, different dresses. The uh, tour show. Kids in the Hall Tour of Duty and the documentary Kids in the Hall Comedy Punks. Oh, and Kids in the Hall Death Comes to Town. So now I am finally prepared to watch the sixth season of Kids in the Hall. Okay. So I am prepared. I have been, I am balls deep in Kids in the Hall right now. But anyway, (laughs) that's it. Not the, the first person to say that either. <laughs> Not that right. Uh, that's it for Steve's Historic Approximations this time around. Be sure and join us for more educationally uneducational fun with Steve's Historic Approximations! Mm, and cut on that. Buddy! Yes. We still have a movie to get to. Our movie this week is the 2021 horror movie with finger quotes virus shark by mark polonia uh mark polonia is a lot like wes anderson if wes anderson was broke and worked at a long john silver yeah uh when was the last time you went to a long john silver bunny I don't think they exist anymore. They do. They do. I, I can drive to one in five minutes. Really? Yes. In in my area, it's Captain D's. And frankly, Jeez. fairly often. I don't know, at least once a year. But Long John Silver's, you haven't been to one in forever. No, no okay. I haven't, I haven't seen go. one in a really long time. Okay. All right. Because at this point, I can only assume that the reason why uh, Long John Silver's is somehow still in business is because, like, they're selling baby pandas in the back. Yeah. I'm shocked that Long John Silver's is still Baby in panda is really fucking tasty. Yeah, it is really good. It pairs good with a nice Merlot. Yes. So we are going to be taking a break. It is halftime, and when we come back, we are tackling Virus Shark, the movies of Mark Polonia, a tribute to one of America's greatest actors, and uh, I've got a little game. It's going to be fun. We're also going to be talking about community for really good reasons, but we will be right back with more of the Pope on Film after these commercial messages. Do-do-do. And break. Mm. 
you got to do when you clean the box and make it fresh? That's when nature calls me. And I'm talking about number two. I'm leaving my mind behind the matriarch. It's a work of art. Super stinky too. I don't got no idea why it gets me all so much. I love using the sandbox too. I like to use a cat box, cat box. these posts in the rants and rave section of the Oklahoma City Craigslist page because it I, I guess it's just justifying my beliefs people are horrible the headline is USA and Mexico God okay uh, all right I'm gonna keep a positive attitude towards this I was visiting with a blood relative who was married to a Mexican. And the relative brought up Trump and the wall. The relative was irritated that Trump thinks Mexico will pay for the wall. Being a nice relative, I just listened and was told Mexico hates Trump. I feel as if I have stumbled onto something. Go Trump, go, baby. Build that beautiful wall. So happy to be a brown-skinned individual. In the Bible Belt. Gee, I feel so uh, welcomed and invited. Just feel so warm. People are treating me so nice here. It's like, man, they make sure to put their sights on me first. It's like I have red dots all around me from their sniper rifles. Yay! I'm going to get me a pickup truck and a dog and a shotgun. I'll start saying y'all. I need I need to go whiteface. I'm gonna live here any longer. Really excited about that. Hey, are you, are you
song I'm going to be playing for you guys. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't finished the song yet. I haven't finished it yet. It's a work in progress. But I, I think I have enough that I can play it for you here. Uh, it's a good song. So far, I, it's pretty good. Uh, please be nice in the comments. Please be nice. You know, because it, you know, it's not 100% done yet. It's a work in progress. If you guys could just, you know, be nice. You know, I would appreciate that. So, uh, here you go. This is, this is what I've got so far. I call it Unrequited Petals of Tomorrow's Yesterday. That's what I call it. And, uh, uh this is, this is, this is how it goes. <clears throat> Oh, I think that's all I got so far, and um, I think it's a good beginning. I think it's I think it's a good start. And uh, if you have if you have any if you have any requests, uh, you know, let me know. And uh, yeah, talk to you later. Yes, Lord. Is, is, is that you, Lord? Yes, Lord, I understand. Kill the infidels. Kill the infidels. Yes, my Lord, I will obey as soon as I get out of here. <laughs> Near the village, the peaceful village, the 
Anybody want a peanut? Come back next week, and I'll go give you all the peanuts you want. Certified frustration free packaging. Hmm. Not not frustrating, that's good. I guess I just pull here and uh Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. And we're back with more of the Pope on film. It's time, Bunny! It's time. Oh, God, it's time. Yes, Bunny, my friend, my brother, my some third thing. It is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film Podcast to shimmy, shimmy, ya, shimmy, ya, shimmy, yay our way into the second half of our big shoe. And it is said second half wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing 
are organic, are all natural, fortified with essential nutrients. Movie And this week, we finally finish our summer of COVID exploitation with a look at one of the worst-looking movies we have ever discussed, the 2021 horror movie, with finger quotes, Virus Shark! Yes. Da, da, da. Virus Shark. Now, look at the screen. This is a visual thing, which is it will really uh, cheer up those people on SoundCloud uh, listening to this, but you see that shark in between our boxes, Bunny? You're not going to believe this. That's not actually a real shark. I, I... Shocked. No, right? I am shocked. Shocked. Okay, so... Quick explanation of our summers. We do themed summers here at the Pope on Film Podcast, and every summer we, we, just, we just latch on to a different theme and Sometimes it's fun. Um, we did the summer of Star Wars, where we watched all of these cinematically released Star Wars films, but not the Clone Wars animated movie, because it doesn't fucking count. No. Uh, and that was surprisingly not as fun as I had expected it to be, but that's fine. And then we did the summer of Saw, which I at least had fun with. I don't know about funny, but that was fun for me. Yeah, Summer of Saw was fun. Yeah. And then we did and then we did the summer of Oh, Fred Willard died. That was a blast. Fred Willard did mm-hmm. a million movies and they are so each one is very different. So thank then, you, Fred. Couldn't have done it without you. Yeah, thank you. Tim Curry, you're still alive and I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> How dare you? And then, uh, last year was our summer of bottoming, Good joke. where we watched movies from the IMDb Bottom 100, and that's when we learned that the more we talk about the Turkish Recep Ivedik series of movies, the more popular we are in Turkey. Yes, this oh. is true. I can't wait for Recep Ivadik 35. Recep Ivadik goes bananas again. Part six, the return. Even Rivadikier. <laughs> yeah. The Rivadikiest film in the franchise. So this summer we've been doing COVID exploitation films, verbal copyright 2022, the Pope on Film podcast, and the Church of Ed Wood. It's a term I came up with to explain those movies that were quickly, cheaply rushed out specifically to cash in on the pandemic. Uh, Apropos of nothing, right before we got on the air, I personally tweeted Andrew Lawrence, the director, begging him, please tell me. You are working on Money Plane 2. Because when I think of the lockdown, one of the first things that comes to mind is Darius Emanuel Grinch, a.k.a. The Rumble. Yes. I haven't heard back from Andrew Lawrence, the brother of Joey Lawrence, but hopefully soon they'll be making Money Plane 2. I just hope. I hope. 
I it it Edge is it, the wrestler Edge is back and he's like a major name in the WWE, but I just keep hoping that he gets injured because oh man, <laughs> that means he could be off <laughs> oh. money plane too, the return of the money. <clears throat> really hoping. Okay, so now so, of course not a serious injury. Okay, you know. Yeah. We don't want you to get really hurt. Just injured enough to make a cheap movie. So, like, what? A week? Yeah. yeah, something like that. So, okay, before we dive deep into Virus Shark, uh, I, I think this is a wonderfully shitty film. I, it's difficult because I looked up a lot of reviews for this movie, and the reviews always say the same thing. When you watch a film like Virus Shark, don't go expecting a wonderful film. And it's like, I, I have a hard time with that. I have a hard time with any film that you have to not be expecting a good film when you watch the film. You know? Okay. But before we dive deep into Virus Shark, I want to talk about the TV show Community. Okay. I swear to you this is related to this week's movie, Virus Shark. But um, the first five seasons of Community aired on NBC. And then NBC canceled them. And there was a small window of opportunity where all of the cast members were still under contract where, hey, in the next year or so, if we get picked up by another studio, we're still contracted to make this. If uh, this date passes and the show hasn't been picked up by any studio, then we're free to do whatever we want. But there was still a chance. And sure enough, right at the last second, Community was saved by Yahoo! Yes. Yahoo had a streaming service and they had um, Other Space, which was actually really, really good, but that's beside the point. And the sixth season of Community, and it was different, and it was weird. There was one specific episode that I absolutely love, and that I think of a lot, and it's an episode where Chang leaves the group and goes to Hollywood, and he auditions for a commercial, and he gets the com he gets the commercial, and it's a commercial for like the American Ham Association, and his line is. Ham girl, and it becomes viral, and it becomes a big hit, and everybody loves the way he says "ham girl." So he becomes kind of a like a minor celebrity, like a "Where's the beef?" Yes, Clara Peller. Is that her name? How it do seems... I know that? Sounds familiar. How do I know off the top of my head the name of the old <sighs> lady who? How the fuck is that still in my head? Okay, whatever. Uh, but it's so it's, it's the fucking slinky song. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking weird. This is why we don't know how to do calculus. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know calculus, but I could easily talk for 20 minutes about the two different Darren's and bewitched. Yes, exactly. Fucking weird. Fucking weird. <clears throat> like I couldn't tell you what I ate yesterday. But I have a deep, 
deep knowledge of the entirety of the series Night Court. Well, I understand. Fucking weird. Okay, so Chang becomes a minor celebrity, and the people at Greendale Community College learned that Abed was going to make a movie with Chang and has like a small amount of footage of Chang, like a minute of Chang on film. And so in order to capitalize on Chang's popularity, they turn that one minute of film into a hour and a half ad lib sci-fi film. <laughs> Called like Chief Star? And the adventures of, yeah, I don't remember the rest, but they ad lib this sci fi movie at the college, at the empty college, with a bunch of really bad green screens and horrible acting. And I'm like, oh man, this movie is horrible. This movie is horrible. I swear to God, that's Virus Shark. Yes. When I first saw this film, I'm like, this looks weird. This looks weird. Oh my God, did Greendale make this? <laughs> I swear Virus Shark is a specific episode of the sixth season of Community it, 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 and also to tie in Virus Shark with our summer of COVID exploitation, I half expected um, the, the setting of this film looked familiar I was expecting a bunch of uh homeless COVID-19 sufferers to be uh, executed by Kevin Nash at any second behind these yeah. people. You know? It, Mal, are you looking up what the name of the movie is from that episode of Community? Chief Star and Chief. the Raiders of the Galaxy. Chief Star and the Raiders of the Galaxy. Thank you, Mal, coming in with the clutch. Very right. good. Okay, so virus. Well, okay, shark. okay. All of the sets in this movie is wherever the particular actor worked. That's why they are all doing their dialogue alone. Because mm -hmm. it would be like, okay, look, I can sneak you, the camera guy, and the sound guy in, but that's it. And you got to yeah. be out in an hour. Yeah. Or the boss will be back. Fucking Clerks 3 is out. I have heard this. And I'm sure if I sat down and watched it, I'd probably like it. But it's only playing at a theater like 70 minutes away. And I'm not at a point in my life in the year of our Lord 2022 to drive 70 miles away to watch Clerks 3. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. not who I am right now. Uh, so yeah. I mean, Shark... Kevin Kevin Smith. I mean, he's become more of a novelty now. You know, like yeah. his movies always used to be really pretty interesting, and now it's just like Kevin Smith. Is like you gotta collect the whole set, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Kevin Smith, I feel that you would appreciate this, Bunny. 
Kevin Smith is the C.W. McCall of movies. Okay. You, you were really big at one point in time a while ago. Yeah. And if I told you, hey, did you know C.W. McCall is still releasing CB radio related music? You'd go, huh, that's weird. Okay, then. It's kind of the same thing. Hey, Clerks 3. Huh. Okay. Yeah. It's just I, it, it's just a shame because like I, I just relate to Kevin Smith a lot. You know? Mm-hmm. Like just listening to his podcast and shit. If you take a compass and you stick the point in Manhattan, okay? And then you draw a circle around it. I'm on Long Island. Kevin Smith's in New Jersey, but we're still in that same circle. We're still in the same sphere of fucking influence of the city. And we're all kind of the same. (laughs) You know? Yeah, and, and sort of related to that, to piggyback on what you said, it's kind of like if you get caught between the moon and New York City. I know it's crazy, but it's true. Yeah. If you get caught between the moon and New York City, the best thing you can do is fall in love. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Arthur, he does as he pleases. So this is a 2021 film. And whatever happened to Christopher Cross? Sailing Oh, yeah, I love Christopher Cross. He was huge at that one second in time Mm -hmm. where that movie came out. Was he taken by aliens? Was he in a car wreck that we never heard about? He's definitely not one of those people whose entire career is just playing casinos on reservations because i would have seen him by now (laughs) i got i'm living i live in oklahoma i got casinos up the ass (laughs) at any living in oklahoma on any given weekend you could probably go to a casino and see a boz skaggs concert yes that's what it's like living in there's there's a great white in Queensryche concert next week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Silent lucidity. <clears throat> I, yeah, this, con- this, this podcast is kind of once bitten, twice shy. Yeah. So, Virus Jackson, Shark is... Jackson Brown will be through soon. <laughs> Jackson Brown. Virus Shark is a 2021 film directed by a guy named Mark Polonia, who also plays the coroner in this film. Holy shit, move over, Hitchcock. Fun fact, Bunny, did you know that that's not uh, Alfred Hitchcock? That's not his real name? No. His real name is Alfred Hitchhike Penis. Ah. But he changed it for Hollywood. Uh. 
Mark Polonia is a lot like Wes Anderson. I said this before the break. Mark Polonia is a lot like Wes Anderson if Wes Anderson was broke and worked out along John Silver. He is responsible not just for Virus Shark. He is also responsible for a number, a walloping shit ton of low-budget modern-day grindhouse movies. So, it's game time, bunny! Okay. I am going to name seven movies. Seven movie titles. And you, Bunny, tell me which movie title I made up. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. I got seven <clears throat> titles. You tell me which one I made up. Are, are we clear about the rules? We are clear about the rules. Okay. Zilla Foot. It's a Godzilla Bigfoot movie. Zilla Foot. I'm gonna say you Noah's... made that one up. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna I'm oh. gonna say them all. <laughs> Short explanation, and you tell me what you think. Zilla Foot. <clears throat> it's a Godzilla Bigfoot movie. Okay. Noah's Shark. That one's clever. Noah's Shark. <laughs> Stay out. As opposed to get out, this would stay out. Hey. <laughs> Sharkenstein. It's a Frankenstein shark. I'm not sure if the title made that clear. Okay. <laughs> Invasion of the Empire of the Apes. That one's pretty self-explanatory. House Squatch. That's a that's a that's a a Bigfoot that that only is inside houses as opposed to the woods. It's a house squatch. Okay. And Amneville in space. in space. So those are the seven movie titles. Zilla Foot, Noah's Shark, Stay Out, Sharkenstein, Invasion of the Empire of the Apes, House Squatch, and Amityville in space. You got to say it like Ragul goes west. Yes. Now, Bunny, uh, which movie title did I make up? <sighs> this is a hard one. This is the magic of Mark Polonia. All right. Run me through the titles again. Zilla Foot. Okay. Noah's Shark. Stay Out. Sharkenstein, Invasion of the Empire of the Apes, House Squatch, and Amityville in space. <clears throat> you gotta say it like the ghoul goes west. Stay out and Invasion of the Apes. That is your final answer? I think so. Okay. Well, buddy... It was a trick question. They're all fucking real. Oh. Those are all movies that have been made by Mark Polonia. I would say that he is the uh, the Roger Corman of bad movies, but Roger Corman was the Roger Corman of bad movies. So do do any of them get any? See, that's the thing. Like, like that's why I think like. All right, we have different opinions. I don't like this movie. Okay? I, love it, I don't like this movie. 
I don't think it's so good. It's bad. I didn't get any particular. I didn't get any particularly good laughs out of it, unless it was making fun of Sammy Hagar. Mm. Uh, Duke Lawson. Yeah. Um, but it kind of felt like they tried. You know, mm-hmm. it kind of felt like they tried. The script was more. Than we had seen in most anything all fucking summer. Yeah, like it that still one movie, wasn't good. Like that one movie that took place inside of a freaking elevator. Yeah, so like I said, uh, I, like I want to give it a pity watch. Like you should give it a pity watch. You're not gonna have a good time, but. It but, at least deserves that. But after all those fucking movies, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I will say this. We've spent an entire summer watching COVID exploitation films. And as much as you say that this movie is a pity watch, if I have to watch Virus Shark or Songbird again, I'm watching fucking Virus Shark. I, I, I'm going to agree on that. If I have to watch um, Virus Shark or COVID-19 Invasion starring a cameo from Big Daddy, Sexy Diesel, Kevin Nash. I'm going to watch fucking COVID Killer or Virus Shark. I'm watching Virus Shark. Yeah. But I don't think that any of Mark Polonia's films get as good as this. Although, um, um, all of the ones that I said, Zillafoot, Noah's Shark, Stay Out, Sharkenstein, Invasion of the Empire of the Apes, House Squatch, Amityville in Space, those are all real movies that have either been released or are about to be released. By Mark Polonia. Other titles include, because he has made a shit ton of movies. Other titles include Dune World. Okay. Gee, you're not going to believe this, Bunny. It's about a, a planet in space where there's a lot of sand and there are these worms. Yeah. But it's not based on anything else. This is original. It's Dune World. And and has and has asylum called him yet? That's the thing is that you think of like full moon features like asylum pictures and like all of those mockbusters. You think of those people, but it's like Mark Polonia is if uh, asylum films was just one fucking dude. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't a studio. It's this guy. Yeah. And at some point, you gotta go, like, fucking hats off to you. Jurassic Shark 2 Aquapocalypse? Yeah. Frozen Sasquatch? Land Shark? Halloween Night? That name pisses me off. It's all one word. Halloween Night? That pisses me off. And the most anticipated film of 2022, Mark Polonia made. Sharkula. Yeah. It's about a shark who's a vampire. I actually have it on my computer and I haven't watched it yet. But, um... And I would bet you right now that if you watch it, it's gonna be this shark with pointy teeth. See... Hold on, hold on, hold on. If you guys do this next summer, you have to Play the blind uh, bingo. Okay, hold on. 
Hold on, because I haven't gotten there yet. I'm going to get there right now. Funny. Yes. So I was thinking about um, Mark Polonia and his movies. With all of these titles at hand, I think it would be safe to state that when it comes to the films of Mark Polonia, that he wrote the titles first and the actual script and thought was an afterthought, right? Well, I also think it's whatever he has laying around yes, from whatever like, previous movie that he made. So, like, yeah, why make the end, one shark movie when you can make three of them? Yeah. So You've I got was thinking, all the I shit. Was, I was thinking about that exact same thing because at the end of Virus Shark, oh, you see whatever the Ravagers or whatever. Yeah. And those are the people who have gone mad and are eating blood. And they got the the Chavez one. And you couldn't Water. take too close a look at the actual costumes. Yeah. I swear, I swear to you, if we had more of a knowledge of Mark Polonia, we could easily pinpoint what previous film he's made that had aliens or where those costumes came from. Yes. Oh, God, yes. So I was thinking about that, Bunny, because we do... Why so many, why so many Sasquatch movies? Yeah. He laid so out I... money for a Sasquatch movie, and he's going to keep reusing that shit. Yeah. So I was thinking, Bunny, you don't have to say yes. You don't have to say no. But I'm just going to throw this out there into the ether. Okay. A Mark Polonia summer. Amityville in space. Sharkula. The Duke Larson series, which we'll get to. Oh no, uh, I don't I, I don't I don't know. You're gonna you're gonna have to wait for a good few months to get this okay. bad taste out of my mouth first. Okay, well and I am getting you back. We we really need to define the words few months because he did a movie called Hell on the Shelf and it's about a murderous elf on the shelf. Okay. We need to do that. We may need to do that for Christmas, yes. Shark Encounters of the Third Kind, Razor Teeth. What I'm saying is we've been putting off the Fast and Furious summer. Yes. I really don't want to watch all the Fast and the Furious movies. And also, there on a is a Hellraiser series waiting. There is a Children of the Corn series waiting. Oh, no. We don't have Fuck to go galloping off to no Fast and the Fucking Furious. Fuck no. Fuck those Children of the Corn movies. They're not scary. They're not good. They're not bad. They're fucking paint drying the movie. All of those. There's like 30 of those, and none of them are good. Fuck those movies. <laughs> Every October, like Mal and Amber and Emerald are like, oh, it's the spooky month. I'm going to watch some horror movies. And I'm like, okay, come to me. Come to me. Ask me for help. I will get horror movies for you, and you can watch them. And they're like, no, we're going to watch our own movies. Let's see what's on Hulu. Oh, look. Children of the Corn. I'll watch this. No! You made a rookie mistake! <laughs> Fuck that movie. Come on! I've got the skills to pay the bills. If snails pay bills. 
Um, and also on a personal note regarding the Fast and Furious Summer, I was recently forced to watch a few of those Fast and the Furious movies this year, and the less <clears throat> I say about that, the better. So I'm trying to avoid the Fast and the Furious Summer. I'm just saying that I have become a huge fan of the the films of Mark Polonia. His movies have a brilliant aesthetic that I would call no-budget 1987 porn movie. That is the aesthetic that I would give the movies of Mark Polonia. Okay. And I also mentioned porn at this point because, uh, no offense to Mark Polonia, I <sighs> dare say uh, most porn actors could act better than everyone that's in Virus Shark. Oh my god. That no. like I'm missing Damn it, a warning. I'm missing the uh acting skills of Nina Hartley. You used to call me that when you seduced me. And John Holmes. This cast makes Mia Khalifa look like Sir John Gielgud. Yeah. Um so, the movie is about the Chavez virus, or as I called it, the Abed virus. It turns everyone into pop culture quoting community college students with Asperger's. Troy and Abed are a virus! Short aside, Bunny, if I made a cheap movie like this, I would go to Letterboxd, pull a quote from a random review from some Letterboxd poster, and put that on the box art, put it on the poster... This movie has one letterbox review that simply says, it kinda slaps no cap. Put that shit above the title on your poster, Mark Polonia. <laughs> it kinda slaps no cap. Boom. That's your pull quote. Bunny, before we uh, get cut off by Zoom, I, I have a programming note. Okay. This is our last episode of The Pope on Film, because from here on out, we are a Ken Van Sant fan podcast. Ken Van Sant, of course, plays hard-nosed head of security Duke Larson in this week's movie, Virus Shark. This is a Duke Larson podcast now. All Duke Larson, all the time, hands down, the only good part of this movie, and it's not that good. He, two, he is he, what you get when you boil down masculine toxicity into its essence and pour it onto a clay golem. Oh. This is yeah. who this is. Oh, that is who that is? Okay. Okay. Yes. Well, let me take a crack at it, Bunny. Um... Duke Larson is like if Kingsley the Lion was a proud boy. I, I wrote that on Twitter. Yes. I've got a few others. Duke Larson is if Daniel Tiger took part in January 6th. <laughs> I've got one more. Uh, Duke Larson is like if the Cowardly Lion got super into QAnon. <laughs> Just kidding. I have a shit ton more. Duke Larson looks like Hulk Hogan had a baby with Ric Flair. Close. I was going Hulk Hogan with Marjo Gortner. 
Nice. Duke Larson is like if Lucha Underground's Johnny Mundo fucked a Muppet. <laughs> Duke Larson looks like Florida smells. <laughs> Duke Larson looks like a Hanna-Barbera character is going to a Halloween party as the Tiger King. <laughs> Duke Larson, the official mascot of sexual harassment. And when I wrote that one, when I wrote that one, that's when it hit me. This entire movie looks exactly like a training video they make you watch at work. Yeah. <laughs> now let's see what not to do. Hey, bitch. What if you let me watch a shower? Uh, Duke Larson is what happens if you try to buy Rambo on Wish.com. <laughs> Duke Larson is Captain Kangaroo had just joined a Guns N' Roses cover band. Oh. Duke Larson looks like he just got fired from his job as a manager with the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Hello, class. I'm your substitute teacher, Mr. Lawson. Look, I'm a bit hungover, so we're going to watch a video, and then when that's done, we're going to be really quiet and not make any noise. Duke Larson, professional stepfather. Yes. So, um, the two good things about this movie are, number one, Duke Larson, and also the fact that once the opening credits are done, there's only 69 minutes left. And that's a positive. Yes, it is. Bunny, um, here's the best part, okay? Actor Ken Van Sant plays the same character in multiple films! Okay! Duke Larson is in Virus Shark, Sharkenstein, and Bigfoot versus Zombies, and he plays a character just named Duke, might be the same person, in Splatter Beach and Monster Movie, and in the upcoming 2023 film R.I.P. Van Winkle Part 3, he plays a character named Chief Duke Law. So move the fuck over, Paul Marco. Kelton the Cop is so 1950s. Now it's the Duke Larson saga! Yes. And see, if we did a summer of Mark Polonia movies, we would know more about this. <laughs> the crazy thing is, is that Duke Larson is pinker. It's only than... September, okay? Duke Larson is pinker than the actual musician Pink. Yeah. Duke Larson is pinker than uh, Kirby in Super Smash Bros. Yes. That's how pink this man is. I loved this movie. It's dumb and stupid, but it's like all of the reviews say. When you sit down to watch a movie called Virus Shark, you know what you're getting. You're getting Virus Shark. Yes. Yes, this is true. I think I know what you're talking about. This is true. So that has been our summer of COVID exploitation. Yeah, we're wrapping up. I've got three minutes and 20, 19 seconds, 8, 17, 15 seconds okay, to wrap Can it up. Oh. No, I just need to know what your opinion on on, 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 on death comes to town. Oh. No, um. the Sandman. 
Natasha wants to know your thoughts on the Sandman really quick before uh, fucking Zoom, Zoom cuts us off. I'm going to say it feels like it's just not translating from comic book to screen very well. Instead of coming off like a a strong, silent character, Dream is coming off with just like no personality whatsoever. Just bland. When I was in, when I was like a freshman in high school, I had such a fucking crush on death. Yeah. God, I love death. I had the hots for death. <laughs> she had that. I mean, I don't know. I I haven't watched it, and I've got a lot of people who are watching it who have some. I haven't really. I don't want to get spoiled for anything if I do plan on watching it. So uh, I haven't really read a whole lot, but there's some mixed reviews out there. But most of the people that I talk to, they, they seem to like it. Nice. Well, like, I made it through all of them except for the bonus episode. So, like, I didn't quit. I mean, it's, it's, I would be really curious to hear what you have to say when you watch it. You know, yeah. I, I felt yeah. it's just, there's something missing there. And it feels okay. like it feels like it's just not translating from the comic book to the screen very well. Hmm. Okay. Well, when I watch it, I'll let you know. Okay. A minute thirty. Go. Well, that has been it for our summer of COVID exploitation. Honey, make sure that Mal comes over here. Uh, it's been a whole bunch of not fun. But uh, thanks for watching. Now that we are done with our themed summer, it's time for the month of Buntober. Because it's Bunny's birthday coming up, and for the next six or seven episodes, Bunny is in charge. Bunny's picking the movies. Bunny's deciding what we talk about. And it's always a fun adventure because we never know what weird roads Bunny is going to take us. Bunny, do you have a movie for next episode? Yes. Yeah, see, I thought I was only getting two weeks going bi-weekly like this. So... That doesn't give you give enough room to really plan something like I usually do. But I yeah. do have something, and I'm still yeah. going to go for it. Because after okay. this summer, you fucking deserve it. Okay. The original Crimes of the Future, and followed the next week by the remake of, or whatever the fuck it is, I've got that. Of on, Crimes of the Future. I've got the new Crimes of the Future on the hard drive. Okay, well, that's going to be fun. Cool. Okay. Well, um, so next next episode is going to be fun. We're watching the original. Oh, 